Thanks for tuning in to Gin and Tantra. As always, please like, subscribe, and share. In this episode, we conclude our discussion on the Divine Feminine and talk about the hierarchies that have been imposed upon our society. We attempt to further illuminate the story of Adam, Eve, and the Tree of Life, during which the phrase was coined, Don't look up, look in. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Jen and Tantra, spirituality with a twist. The podcast that takes Tantrism, Buddhism, Taoism, Sufism, Kabbalism, Shamanism, Chinese medicineism, <laughs> and all of the other isms we've been influenced by, and blends them into a tall, crisp, cool cocktail. Your spirit has been longing for. You to get together. Now isn't that refreshing? I want you to get together. A, a point of fascination for me that we did bring up in the episode with Joni too is like how this then leads to a certain kind of way of having hierarchy. So it looks to me like and this again has been a, a subject of fascination for a few years. Once I really started to realize this, it, it actually started to change how I thought about a lot of things, which is that once you start having this, this version of um, a way of thinking about the world, probably a way of thinking about divinity, you start with this huge hierarchy that starts to happen, right? And it's a hierarchy going all the way up to the highest pinnacle of the hierarchy, which is you know probably some masculine divine figure who's sitting on the top as ruler of all. But then underneath, there's all of these rungs and rungs and rungs, eventually getting down to the people at the very bottom, you know, who are the schlub human beings probably walking around, right? Who are Schlubs. under some priests or under some royal courts, you know, of, of uh, divinely appointed rulers, you know, you know, this whole thing of this hierarchy there that seems to go along with the same social structure. And there is a really strong argument that the older the older structure where there was more equality and egalitarianism between men and women wasn't hierarchical. And we talked about this in a number of different episodes. So when, when this, when you get the rescripting that was done in the negative sense that we're trying to call out, right. What happens in that rescripting is that now we impose this gargantuan hierarchy going all the way to the very top. And the people who are on the top of that hierarchy are the represent, representatives of this divinity now, you know, and we're the Kings and the nobility and you, these are the, these are our priests, and now we have this whole thing set up. And unfortunately, that's that's a painful thing to think about too. But I think that still carries on into the present. Absolutely, yeah. No, you know, yeah, we mentioned that last time, and I and I believe that to be true for sure. And it's it's very painful, you know. It's like the way this plays itself out, right? To have to look at this. I mean, it's not a it's not a comfortable subject matter, and we still have this you know massively hierarchical side, society that we live in within now, right? There's always a part of me, it was really strange. I, I used to wonder, why is it that your Jeff Bezos's of the world or your Donald Trump's of the world or your people on the top of these hierarchies can commit these atrocities, these terrible crimes, and no one does anything about it. But if the local, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, garbage collector or something in the town has a little bit of corruption, everyone loses their mind. I was, I was like, what is that? Why does that? 
happen that way. Well, that's the God complex, my friend. Yeah. And I, I, like, I guess I didn't get it, you know, on some level, but ultimately it hit me. Wow. Okay. So the reason why this is, you know, why this is such a big deal, the, the other guy in the community steals a thousand dollars and or whatever, but you know, Trump runs away with, you know, tens to hundreds of millions of dollars and no one says boo because Trump is the God in this story. Right. Yeah. He's the person on the top of the hierarchy and you have to kowtow to the person on the top of the hierarchy. But that fucker who's like on my level, he can't get away with that shit. You know what I mean? There's something so bizarre about that. And I guess that was a sort of a set of epiphanies for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I hadn't really thought about it in that way that you're existing with this, within this giant hierarchy. And of course, like Henry VIII can do whatever the fuck he wants and no one's going to say boo about it. Right. But that, that blacksmith, (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's like doing that weird shit with the hooves in his shop. We're going to get that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, even though your life is being ruined by Henry VIII, I was like, what is this? And it's this imposition of this hierarchical thinking. Well, I, you I feel like you have to like, yeah. So I was having this conversation yesterday with um, some of my friends and about, because I was telling them about this particular topic that we're going to be discussing today. And this this didn't come up exactly, but it kind of did, right? This hierarchical structure. And through through discussion with them, this is what I came up with, is that I believe this also was implemented upon society, right? This seems well, to I think be that's this definitely way. true. Yeah. Right. And so if that's the case, if that's the case, then it was implemented from uh, the ruling class who brought in their ruling religion, which mimicked themselves side by side. So it's a mirror image, right? So the king is on top. And the king is one step below God, technically, in this in this case, right? One step below God. And so then what do we do? Well, we have to look up. We have to look up to our king. We have to look up to our God. And what I'm saying, and the most important part about this entire podcast that we're going to do for me is said right now, don't look up, look in. Don't look up, look in. And I think that was probably one of the largest things that changed in society is that in order for me to quote unquote ascend, I have to go up. I have to look outside of myself. I have to transcend my own thing, whatever. And yes, some of this is true, but like really what's inside, that's, that's where it all exists. And so the, 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 the killing of the goddess removed that sort of view of the feminine, the female half of the population as an embodiment of the goddess of heaven. And sort of placed it into the males in that sense. But even then, the men are still looking up. We have to look at the, the rabbis and the priests and the imams and the whomevers, you know. And for me, this is like spiritual. You know, we talked, I talked earlier about like female sexual autonomy. But now I'm going to say spiritual autonomy is not having to. You can do it if you want. If that's, what, if that's how you believe it and, and it's your experience, then cool, do your thing. But for me, this should be more like a reflection upon the inside, trying to find whatever it is that is in there. You keep looking and keep looking and keep looking. And this is the difference, I believe, in how I look at stuff is, is from this perspective here and why all of this research has been just really great, actually. Yeah, it's one of these things when you do these shows, you learn a lot. And then you get to come up with like rocking little slogans like don't look up, look in. <laughs> that's a, that's an episode title for sure. Mm-hmm. Killing the goddess and don't look up, look in. Already two episodes have titled themselves, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's so true. And, you know, if, for the people who are interested in, you know, uh, 
Chinese culture, Chinese medical culture, we have some people who are going to be listening to this because that's our background. You know, like uh, Yang is looking up, but also looking out. And it's sometimes associated with the masculine, right? Mm -hmm. And Yin is looking in, right? And it's associated with the feminine. So kill the feminine. Don't look in. <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain parallelism there, right? Mm -hmm. Look up, look out. Yeah, look for something outside of yourself. Thurman talks about that a lot too in some of his discussions. I don't think it came up in our interview a, a lot, but he does say, you know, what, what are you told to do? You're told to look for somebody else outside you Correct. who can give you the proper seal on your spirit, do the proper ritual, you know, externally to you to solve this for you, right? Mm -hmm. Which is not to say that you can't learn from teachers and you can't learn from traditions. If you couldn't learn from those things, we wouldn't have a podcast either. But this whole idea that there's a, a cultural problem of this hierarchy, which takes your spirituality, you're right, Daniel, and tries to make you look not at yourself, right? Not at your own inner workings and your own inner spirit and those own divinities within yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Enthusiasm, the God within, right? Mm -hmm. You get to look at the God within, right? Yeah. I suppose that we get like to the end of the episode. I mean, the other part that comes up is like, I think we're going to do a masculine, maybe divinity thing. That was one of the things that we were kicking around. I know yeah. you wanted to do that a lot. Yeah. But like just this creation of this toxic hierarchy of masculinity that's so part of American culture. I had like a bizarre thing. I don't know what video I clicked on YouTube that like unfortunately brought this to my attention. The evil yeah, algorithm. So the algorithm got me again. <laughs> I'm like, what could they possibly be thinking? Maybe I hit a Jordan Peterson video by mistake because they're like constantly <laughs> flooding in. But it was the whole thing of like the alpha male and the beta male and the gamma male and the sigma male and the smegma male, which is like a <laughs> word for dictor. But, you know, it's like all this kind of like, and I was like, what the hell is this? And I, you know, I was like, of course, I couldn't resist at this point. Like, what is this thing? Because obviously I had heard of alpha males and beta males, but I hadn't sure. heard of the rest of the Greek alphabet. So I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> and it's just like all of these ways of trying to rank men and their their abilities relative to one another and their behaviors and they're all stereotyped and it's a fucking nightmare <laughs> just a disaster and i can't remember the what with the gammas and the the omegas and the sigmas were but you know it was like some of them were okay and some of them were you know complete detritus down on the bottom of some hierarchy that just deserved to get sand kicked in their face perpetually at the mm -hmm. beach or something it was a it was terrible and i was like okay i guess this is how people are thinking but it's part of that same thing you know it's like a kind of trying to i mean i got an eight-year-old son trying to indoctrinate you know males within the culture into this like bullshit hierarchical toxic crap you know and i guess it's going to be you know something that you have to look at for my, like my like my daughter too like don't don't pay attention to this get the mm -hmm. hell out of this you know mm -hmm. This shit is toxic from the top to the bottom and don't be a part of this. So I know mm -hmm. it's more of a discussion for another episode, but it had crossed my yeah. mind here. And, yeah. you know, it's that same hierarchical garbage, right? That just, you know, ends up being kind of like trying to be imposed upon us, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you're supposed to, you end up like sneakily and like this stuff gets internalized and then you're carrying this crap inside of you. You got to get rid of it. So if we do a Jordan Peterson episode, it'll be like uh, the ups and downs of Jordan Peterson, there's a lot of downs. <laughs> there might be some ups, but also like, you know, just pointing out, like, you know, get this crap out of you. Yeah. Get it out, like purge it, get rid of it. You'll feel so much better in your life, you mm -hmm. know, to get rid of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so what do you think? You think you have anything else on this one or? Yeah. I just wanted to finish up with, um, we discussed a little bit of like 
some of this kind of like feminine ideology and, and just kind of wanted to tie it off by talking about Adam and Eve. Oh, good, good closer. Start you with know. Genesis to close. That's yes, good, man. That's it. Yeah, you finish where you start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and just as a kind of a recap, so in this in the, in the story, right? The you have the tree of life, which is you know symbolized in in numerous other societies and numerous other mythologies, right? As sort of like the connection. So we look at. We'll just talk about the symbology of that. And Eric, you can certainly hop in, right? But you have this sort of the symbol of a tree, right? Life-giving tree, it bears fruit, it, it, it grows, it dies, right? Dies off every year, kind of comes back, but it has roots in the ground, which are then fueled by the earth. And then it has a sort of a, a, a you know, a stem, a stalk, and then it has leaves, which is then fueled by the heavens. So it's kind of like this commingling of things that transcend the various levels of existence, right? Man. It's very nice way to put that. I haven't heard it put exactly that way where the the sun from the heaven is also feeding into the tree of life. That's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then you have this sort of like garden of right? these, the, the trees in the garden of Eden and man and woman, and regardless of how they got there, we're going to leave. We talked about that last time, the rib cake, all that kind of stuff that like she is tempted by the snake. Right. And the snake being in here, as I mentioned before, because it's standing on my premise of, of the feminine as uh, a serpent, right. And, and, and serpent as in like awakening, Right. And then she takes a bite of the apple and then understands that they are naked and, and realizes at that point. So she attained realization of the reality that they were in. Right. Not the man. Right. And then then it's the thought is that then her realization corrupted the man. But if I'm if, if this whole process for me has been about flipping things upside down, well, then in this story, the man seems like an idiot. Right. Because he was hesitant, right. Didn't want to do, wanted to fall. And then all of a sudden now it's her fault. So we've taken the story of the female as, as a, as a vehicle for enlightenment, right. Maybe not the only one. I'm not saying only women can be enlightened. That's not anybody could be enlightened, you know, but in this story, she is symbolized as the serpent, as the serpent, right. As the Kundalini, as the one who is the awakened one. Well, as the goddess is the Sophia who brings the wisdom, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once she gets enlightened, then it's all over. Right. Oh, oh, the gig is the jig is up, guys. Sorry. Uh, everybody's naked, by the way. And oh, by the way, that's a bad thing. You know, like it's it's terrible. So we should be rid of it. Uh, it, it just. Uh, yeah. I mean, flip this shit upside down, man. Just honestly. No, it's really interesting, this Daniel, because we're going to do our we got one more episode in this series to my taste, if it's cool with you, which is like healing this up. Right. Sure. And uh, like everything you just did right now, whether you were thinking about it this way or not, I don't know, but this is all Gnosticism. Because <laughs> what Gnosticism does is it says the character who's the, who's the, the, the bad person in the story is now the hero. Mm-hmm. You know, Eve is the hero because she's the one who real realizes the, the, what the situation is. And her action of sharing the apple isn't like disobeying like a, a nasty hierarchical divinity who wants to keep them in subjugation, but it's like, Hey, saying, let's get some enlightenment out of this deal. Take a bite of this apple. Mm-hmm. And she holds it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the way the story is set up is that like, that's against the rules. You're not supposed to do that. Right. You're not supposed to share the apple and you're not supposed to eat the apple in the first place. You're not supposed to have this realization. Right. So, uh, so then the wrath has to come down. Right. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's a, a, a Gnostic, it's a Gnostic twist on the story to turn it around and like call Eve the hero, right? 
or the heroine, right, who's able to grab the apple, right, and is sharing it, right? Mm -hmm. Sophia, like, extends her hand. In her hand, there's an apple. Do you want to take a bite? <laughs> a take a bite. It'll be good for you, you know? Yeah. That's that's the moral of the story. Yeah, thanks for sharing it. That's that's good, man. No problem. Yeah, and, and I want to just finish with a, a quote from Mary Kay Ryan, the, uh, uh, the great Mary Kay Ryan. She said, you have to learn the rules in order to bend them. So well said, Mary Kay. Yeah. So this is part. This is part of all this. Is part I think of you that. have to see the rules to know if you're actually wearing them as shackles. Mm -hmm. Right. You have mm -hmm. to. Oh, these are the rules. Maybe I've been like bound by these things for a long time. I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's part of spirituality. Yeah, it is. Came up in the Thurman episode too. You know, he was basically saying I. I was. They were trying to indoctrinate me into this way of thinking. I went to Exeter. I went to Harvard. I grew up in this environment. They wanted me to think a certain way and I had to see through it. And he did. Right. He saw the rules as per Mary Kay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, I, of course, in this case, I guess he just blew him apart. Right. Apparently. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, Eric, thanks again for, uh, you know, taking my, my, my suggestion and, and doing the second, second part to this. Cause I definitely, uh, feel like we got out I, I got into what I wanted to get into this time. Uh, I think it was very worthwhile having having Joni on and, and doing the cultural side because it kind of brings a, a, a modern context to what we're saying. And now we have kind of like this a bit more historical dive. So it's a nice actually kind of balance of, of where we where I believe we came from and, and to where we currently are so that hopefully this conversation can you know bring about at least some illumination for some folks. I use that word a lot, but I think it fits. And maybe like, like the reason for do this episode was partially to the historical side, which I know you had put a lot of research in and you wanted yeah. to share with people and also to pull our G and T spin on, which is like realizing this helps you out as an individual, no matter who you are. Correct. Born into a female body, see through how someone's trying to trap you. Mm -hmm. Born into a male body, see through how someone's trying to trap you too. Mm -hmm. And born right. somewhere in between. Yeah. Born any way you're born. Any way you're born. All Look critically at the world around you and script your life your own way. Make Correct. it your own statement. Right. Right. Take a bite of the apple. It's probably pretty good. Yeah. Although I think technically it was a fig tree. So, you know, I don't know where the apple came no, from. No, I think Jesus kills a fig tree. Well, the way they said in the Old Testament, they said that she covers herself with fig leaves. Oh, well, I don't know. I know Jesus kills a fig tree. I think that's like the really weird story that's so, so strange in the New Testament. So maybe he's, he's really pissed off at this fig tree and he kills it. Maybe he's, maybe he's, that seems to be a different episode. I know maybe, maybe, a, maybe he's killing the fig tree from the Old Testament. <laughs> right. Reach back in time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to have a separate episode on trees, I suppose. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> the Arborvitae, we'll call it. Yes. All right. Well, sweet. Well, uh, Eric, thanks again. And thanks everybody for tuning in and to, to listening to us. Uh, we definitely would appreciate it if you would like, subscribe, share. We're on YouTube at the Gin and Tantra podcast. We're on Facebook at Gin and Tantra. We're you know, what, for a little bit, Daniel, I wanted to say this. Like, it's been a little bit hard figuring out how to hook up you know, my Facebook page, which is the Eric Baker page, to the Gin and Tantra page. It's my own technical limitation. So if you want to see where more of the posts are, it's at the Eric Baker page for now. That we'll get it into the Gin and Tantra page in the future, just so that's, you know. Okay. If, you are, so, if you're looking for Facebook connection. yeah, Right. Yeah. If you're looking for that. If you're not looking for that. Being. 
don't trip. We're on Instagram at Gin and Tantra and YouTube at the Gin and Tantra podcast. And of course, where you can find all of your podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. And if you're listening to us, you're listening to one of those things. So share it with somebody. Uh, you know, the conversation I think is, is, uh, is good. And we're proud of the work we're doing. And we're definitely really grateful for those who are listening and who are giving us feedback and, and sharing and everything like that. So uh, mucho gracias. For Eric, this is Daniel. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. I want you to get together. I want you to get together. together I want you to get together. I want you to get together.